evening, everybody, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone, and with me tonight we have... Megan, and I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eldrin Knowledge Cleric. I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. And I'm Andrew, I'm playing Grizz, the Dwarven Beastmaster. Hey, y'all, this is Boz. I'll be playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. And hello, I'm Eric, and I will be playing Sirach, the Aarakocra Horizon Walker Ranger. Okay, so this is Disasters in Danger. It is our D&D 5e high fantasy game uh, actual play. We're super excited to be here. We're super excited to have you guys here with us. So, um, yeah, we got a couple of quick announcements, then we're going to jump into the action. Let's start off with our good friends over at Norse Foundry. Cody, did you say Norse Foundry? I think I did. Norse Foundry. They make dice. They make. They work with Elderwood Academy to give you dice boxes. Um, they're and they do little uh, minis and coins. Absolutely phenomenal. Gemstone dice, metal dice, whatever you need. They got it, baby. And because they're such good friends of the channel, they gave us a special promo code that you can use to get 15% off of your order. Use REPRPG at checkout. You get 15% off, which is no small (laughs) dice when it comes to these orders, kids. And the quality is amazing. Like everything they do is wonderful. They have these great, they they come out like little books. So you can have like a bookshelf of dices. Um, Yeah, if you go to norsefoundry.com, and use the promo code REPRPG, 15% off of your order. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, they are also going to be where we get our boulders for the start of PvP Season 2 coming this Saturday. Super excited about that. Everybody get the chance to uh, head on over there and check them out. And that's going to be starting on Saturday Two matches every week at 7. Instead, we start at 7. So, yeah, that's going to be a good time. Also, we want to give our friends over at Lance Orlando a uh, shout-out. You guys have a a recorded show coming up soon, don't you? Either of them? Either of the people that that do Lance Orlando? We do. (laughs) Just took a second to find you, but she got it first. Yeah, uh, we do have a recorded show coming up that's going to be probably popping up on our Patreon. It's going to be an hour long, basically two poets telling stories as they've come across them in the woods. Ooh. So it's going to be some witches, some knights, some princesses and some bandits. So it'll be fun with that and seeing a lot of what you see in D&D where people actually fight, but with real swords. <laughs> nice. That is awesome. Super excited about that. Uh, We also want to give a shout out to a couple of friends of the channel. Uh, Why don't we start with Grizz? Me? Uh, I am the DM over at Easy to Spell. Uh, It's my own homebrew game that I uh, run on with Twitch and YouTube with some of my friends. Uh, It's great. We just hit episode 23, I think. Um, but it's a lot of fun. We play every Sunday, uh, usually starting around six o'clock central. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. I really hope we see some more friendly faces, get a lot of people stopping by from RPG and we really appreciate the support. Awesome. Yeah, they are absolutely fantastic. You should definitely check them out. 
Um, and our uh, illustrious Eric Sirak, I, I think your your other half does some twitching, doesn't she? She does indeed. Uh, yeah, my fiance, soon to be wife in just twenty seven days. Yeah. Um, I, I got it for you here. The shout outs right here. <laughs> um, she. It's it's okay. I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is. Uh, she is at notorious potato she is a uh wonderful wonderful potato uh she does music streams she does video game streams of a lot of uh, indie games and uh she has uh delta rune obviously was the last one she played she plays all that stuff and then also the thing that you really want to go watch her for the music the video games they're fun the thing that I really want to go watch the powerpoint streams that's that's where the real that's where the heart comes into it that's where the real heart comes into it so uh, yeah, make sure to head over there and see uh, see Notorious Potato. Nice. All right. <laughs> uh, cool. Is there anything else going on that I missed? Uh, big week this week at the Rep. You're not going to want to miss a moment of it. So tomorrow night uh, we have the finale of the Domain of the Nameless God. Uh, so yes, we're going to be diving into that. Matthew, our very own Clever Stitch, has been uh, in his inaugural DM run. He's been doing a fantastic job. Myself, Megan, and uh, some other friends of the channel are playing on that. Then on Thursday, I believe we have the return of Vampire the Masquerade uh, just in time for the spooking weekend. And Friday, uh, the emotional trauma comes to a head as... uh, as the, the tension in die is, is resolved. And then as seasons end, new things must begin. And so comes season two of our D and D PVP Ultensia challenger league. Super excited for that. So that's this week. Definitely check all of that out. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. So, all right. Before we get started, actually, I'll start, and then we, and then I'll have that happen. Great. Here we go. So, our adventure takes place in the lands of Lickdrot. Now, as our heroes have begun to venture into the Feywild and observe the problems that the near realm has to offer, the direction of our adventurers is twisting older and broader as these adventures are carrying them further and further abroad. The lands of Lickdrock, they are lands of fate, faith, and legend. Legends written in blood, by fang, by sword, and by spell. Our heroes are the archivists. They are agents of the Black King, and they are scholars wrapped up in the many threads that weave the tapestry of this land. Last week, you all, uh, you met with the Black King. You discussed acquiring additional pieces of the uh, Staff of Gyron, uh, of which you have one. There are a total of ten, although in 
modern small folk history, only seven have ever been compiled at a time. Gyron swallowing three as he passed into oblivion or legend or death. Who knows? I do, maybe. Who knows? Um, so, that is your current task. But you guys did take a moment and you stopped off in the Feywild, did some scrying, did some observing. You have borne witness to the effects of the Choking Sands that has completely conquered the summer court of the Fey, decimated it with the courts of spring and autumn um, operating in exile. All, only the winter court remains. And as the sands destroy the Feywild, the prime material plane seasons and its traditions of magic come ever closer to a cataclysm. The Feywild is dangerous. It is tricksy, one might say. And so you guys have decided to focus on the Staff of Gyron for now uh, in a defensive measure to make sure that, one, the Black King and his, his uh, people are safe from dragons, and two, so that you don't go to the Feywild and come back uh, decades later. Right? Good times. So... Before the game, everybody rolled me a percentile. The person that rolled the one, the natural one, Tauroth, and the person that rolled the 78, who is that? Should I, should I start rolling new stats then, just in case? Nope. Sirach. Okay. Sirach. Um... <laughs> Um, I don't like that laugh. <laughs> so, uh, well, here's here is part of it. Um, Sirak, I, I know that we, we have you this week and we have you next week, and then we may not see you for a while. Um, what I did was I had each of you roll on my handy-dandy chart for potential directions of the... Uh, staff of the piece of the staff, as well as its potential distance. Um, the other three of you picked directions that were um, elevational. But as far as the compass rose, there are two. And I am good with either one. Do you guys want to make a blind choice? Do you want to give it to Sirach since he is leaving, or do you want to uh, roll for it? The logical part of me wants to kind of see where on the maps they might be lying, but I'm tempted to let Sirach pick this one. I mean, you, you, you. I, I haven't chosen a direction yet. That's why I'm asking. So you can't look at the map and know because. It's not point. The compass is spinning right now. It's not pointing you in any particular direction. Uh, I vote. Give it to Sirach. It's my my vote, but I defer to the group. Okay. Sound. 
Sirak, are you good with the number you rolled, or do you want Tauroth's one? Let me think about that for just a moment. <laughs> I think I'm going to stick with mine, actually. Okay. That sounds good. Back in the kingdom of the Black King, back in the House of Shields, is there anything in particular you guys are... that you want to do before you set out on what could be a lengthy and potentially dangerous journey. At least for Talroth, just minor things mostly. Just talking to a couple shopkeeps, just asking about like a couple very minor magic item enchantments. Stuff sure. that can wait. Okay, stuff that can wait. Nice. Can I see if there's a magic weapon I can get? Because I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did we not... I know when we did the class change, we talked about... No, when we never did. We never did. Okay. No. Then let us get... Uh, let's get a weapon for Saride, for sure. Um, and then any other... Any other things people want to dig into? Uh, I think, well... Uh, Saride is looking for a weapon. Uh, Grizz is going to meet up, back up with his uh, the scouting garrison commander because he was going to help him write and deliver the letters to the fallen soldiers from yeah. Okay. Sirach, treasure, anything for you guys? Honestly, if like. Either Talroth wants company or Gris just wants company. If anybody wants company, Treasure's like happy to go along. <laughs> nice. Actually, um, I would have asked Treasure to come with me. Okay. Okay. Good. Let's see. Yeah, I can't think of really anything uh, for that Sirak would need to get ready at this point. Okay. Sounds good. Maybe head with Sarai to go look at what weapon she's deciding to pick up. Okay. You know, give his, you know, mace advice. Sure. Look for a flail sale. You know, these sorts of things. Of right. course. Yeah. Of course. Gotta have the gotta have the flail sale. Um God. Megan, you had you had given up some some of your um Yeah, both of the wants. And they were uncommon? I got rid of them, so I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, because it was um, magic missile and war mage. War mage. Okay. Magic missile and war mage. Let's see. Not super friendly is the searching elements of this but we can we can dig something up here um yeah maybe just do this and then do that yes <laughs> all right am i terrified yes you shouldn't be terrified at this point. This is the this is the easy part. 
Um, yes, yes, yes. No, no. Hmm. You want a... What sort of weapon do you want? Non-magical, but, but like, what form do you want it to take? She's got a quarterstaff. Okay. And it's very reminiscent of what her god wields anyway. Right. Like the picture you posted, she has like a giant spindle. Yes, 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 yes. I remember. So like a quarterstaff or a spear, I think is good. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Let's see. Um... Sirok? Yeah, what uh what can I do with you? Have uh have you known many clerics beside Dozen? Not it not entirely, no. I mean there was one there was one like uh there was one at the uh at the at the circus uh where my folks were at and they uh Really? Yeah, they had a bunch of like illusiony type stuff, and they would always, well, they would then inevitably pick people's pockets. But yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound very priestly. I guess it all kind of depends on who you're praying to, doesn't it? You know, that's very fair. Hmm. Still getting a bit used to it. I can understand it. So it's definitely a bit of a shift for you. I'd, I bet. A little. I mean, it's lovely and it's worth it, really. But it's a lot. The world went from this to much, much bigger very quickly. And I'm sure uh, everything going on in the uh, the Feywild is really uh, helping either I try not to think about it as much as possible it's easy not being there it's a little bit harder being here and seeing you know every once in a while a dryad or or another eladrin just walking around completely out of place I just I never thought the Feywild could fall. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's, if, is it fallen or is it just, I mean, maybe, maybe for the most part, but I mean, doesn't mean we can't help it get back up. No, no, I, I, I know. It's just, I never thought it could get like that at all. And now, it's, I feel like, I feel like two weeks ago I was a child and then I woke up one day and all of my clothes didn't fit and I couldn't fit in my bed and I'd grown overnight and all of a sudden I was an adult. Everything that I thought I knew was just all topsy-turvy. little disorienting, if I'm honest. And now I'm buying a weapon 
I mean, how gauche? <laughs> well, it all depends. What kind of weapon are you looking at? Well, I like the stick that I have right now, because it kind of works like a walking stick, so it's not as obvious when I'm, you know, going places. I could still, in theory, do some talking, some diplomacy, ever we tried to do that. Hey, we've tried, like, at least two or three times. I know. <laughs> Sarai. Yes. Would yes, you tell on. me, what are the, um... What are the domains of your, of your deity? I don't know what that means. What are, what is, what is her focus? Knowledge. Oh, her. Oh, she's fate and uh, destiny. Fate and destiny. Okay. And looking fly as hell with a blindfold on. Well, who doesn't? So... I have some choices for you. Choices? Yes, choices. Um, gonna remove that one. Also, I do feel bad because I kind of pushed you into the into switching. So, I'm giving you an upgrade. So you can uh, pick up the staff of charming. Okay. Uh, charm person, command, comprehend languages. Uh, from the staff, uh, expending one of its ten charges. Okay. It regains D8 plus two charges, uh, at dawn. So, helps you do a little bit of the stuff that you were doing before. Okay. If you wanted that. Also gives you some, uh, defenses against enchantments, basically. Enchantment. Enchantment. There is that. There's also the Staff of Healing. An oldie but a goodie. Ten charges. Cast Cure Wounds, Lesser Restoration, Mass Cure Wounds. Oh, no. Then, there is this one. Which is a little out of, out of the field, right? There is the Staff of Fate. Um... It is a plus three to attack and damage rolls. So you're committing to being more of a basher basher. Okay. Uh, has six charges. You can expend a charge as a bonus action. Give yourself or another creature. You can see uh, D4. The recipient rolls the D4, adding the number to one ability check, attack roll, damage roll, or saving throw before the start of your next turn. If the die is not used. It is lost. If you expend the last charge, roll d20, 9 or lower, staff becomes useless. Um, 10 or higher, it regains 1d6 expended charges. No. Um, okay. I think... Oh, fuck. You can also I take have... a Skyblinder staff. Which is a plus one to attack and damage rolls, uh, plus one to spell attack rolls, and you can try to blind flying creatures. How useful is that gonna? Oh, like dragons. It's a. I mean, yeah, they dragons do count as flying creatures. That is true. Um, 
it is a lower rarity. It's uncommon instead of the others, which are rare. Uh, but it's a little broader in its use. Huh. Um, I'm... It's what charm person commands and... Comprehend languages. Okay. I'm... I'm gonna... Because I have commands. Mm-hmm. And I have tongues. Does that let me understand? Too? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take the staff of healing. Okay. Staff of healing. Let's go heal bot kids. Yeah, you can look it up on D and D Beyond. Just okay. as written right there for you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what do you think of this one, Sirak? I like it. Sirak has no feelings about that staff. So, does everybody have their lick dropped map open? I can in but a moment. All right. It's literally in pictures. Got it open now. Nice. Is it, is it pasted somewhere? I think it was pinned in the... That's what I meant to say. Precast okay. chat, the the older one. Should be somewhere. Okay. Andrew, you were here last week. Andrew and Sirach, um and Sarai, did I what date did I say you guys were at? Ooh. You were in Apex, I believe. Yes. Because yes. it was Apex. not that because the first of Apex, so it was like a week after, because I think okay. the first of Apex is her one-year anniversary with those in. That's right. Yeah, and you made a point about that. Yes. I didn't make a point, I just said it. No, I, I mean, it yeah, mean no. that it's stuck in my now head. Now I'm making a point. That. Oh, my God. You know what? Drawing initiative. Here we go. Okay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Surat goes. <laughs> from a point to a scene real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh... Sounds good. I, you guys gather up within the halls of the Black King. You have the leaden uh, lined box that carries your particular piece of the staff. Um, who is attuning to the piece? I'll do it. I was going to say, if we're going to be taking up in the map, either me or Ciroc. Okay. I will attune. Sounds good. Courteously. Courteously. Ciroc, you do so. And you begin to concentrate on the further directions of the staff. Of the staff of Gyron. You head to the surface of the House of Shields, and from the House of Shields, 
you know uh, to the southwest. Okay. So kind of like direction of the forge? That is southwest, yes. Yeah. Or, you know, the Draconopolis, which is equally southwest. It is. It is equally southwest, isn't it? Don't say it like that, you bastard. Cairdine is kind of southwesty. It is. It is kind of southwesty. Mm-hmm. But we were in Cairdine, we would have found another shard if it was there, right? Oh, Cairdine has their own shard. That's probably what it was picking up. Well, fuck. So Dragonopolis is uh, Dragonopolis is kind of southwest. I mean, maybe stop by the forge and just check around for a piece. Which or at least, sorry. Which uh, which location between Cairdine and Dragonopolis is further away? Um, I Kerr would Dine. say Cairdine. You guys do have a portal that opens to the forge. You that can at least get you what, like five, six hexes away. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I figure what we can do is at a certain point we're going to like on the way down to Dracodopolis. When we check again, like there's going to be a certain point where it's. Is it to the southwest or is it to the south? And if it's to the south, it's Caradine. If it's to the southwest, you know, Dracodopolis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just say, I guess we start moving in that direction and uh, kind of wait for it to tell us otherwise. I guess. Yeah, let's get let's get to the forge, and then while you're talking to the shard, I could maybe try and scry. Um. To get a, an idea for the surroundings because I've been to Caradion and I know what that looks like. Yeah, you can scry on a location, uh, but you can't mm-hmm. scry on the individual item because it creates nice. an actual, it creates a loophole if you scry on an item that a person has rather than um, the person. Person. And they don't, then, you know, so that doesn't work. You right. can't scry on a person? You can, but they get a saving throw. But if you scry on an item that a person has, it's a loop. Now I guess you think there you go. Nice. You guys uh, gather your gear and your party. You um, do you attempt to leave Screebers behind? Yeah. Two of you say no. One of you says yeah. Uh, Grizz and Sirach. I really don't have an opinion about it, I say. Does he uh, want to come? Screevers always wants to come. Yeah, he'll live. Like, if any of us are going to live, it's going to be Screevers. Fair. Not yeah, to mention, if we leave him behind, he'll be so mad. Plus, I don't want to have to be at that performance review. And not to mention, since uh, he might have a scent of Velxer. If that thing comes a-crawling after us, if Screepers books it, we know we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or, conversely, if I may, if we bring him with us and Velxer is after him, 
then we're just asking for Velks are on top of dragons and shards and what else. No, Wait, Velks, Velks, is, Velks is after us, not him. He knows about us. I thought we left Velkser in uh, a bit of a fine state. Is he, is he pissed at us now? Oh, that's right. You weren't there when Scribas gave us... Uh... Oh, boy. What so... did I miss? Well, Scribas got a little upset that uh, we were leaving him behind uh, every now and then, and he had that feeling that we forgot about him. So after we left Velkser's, uh, he decided to go... Visit Velxer. And needless to say, it didn't really end too well. So again, and, and I can't stress enough, he's looking for Screamers, not for us. Then I must be misremembered what Screamers said, because... Or maybe I am, let's be honest, it's probably me. My mind is Swiss cheese. And I was just so enthralled with the performance. He could have been talking about how Velxer was one was the one true god. I've been like, yeah, absolutely he is. Go Screepers, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh so. my god. Cody, okay. which was it? Like is I uh I'll be perfectly honest with you. I genuinely don't remember. I just channeled the Screepers and let him talk. See? And then yeah. um <laughs> so well let's say you guys take him with you and I'll sort out whether he's in trouble, you're in trouble. It's, uh, I appreciate your concern, but that is not something I'm, I'm focusing on at the moment. So don't mind pulling back the curtain and letting you guys know that that is, <laughs> Thank you. Okay. That is open for you. You take the teleport, uh, the portal, stepping through into the forge, the volcanic region that is lined with the arcane dust of uh, ancient civilizations. It was here upon these anvils that the arms of the fated were forged. It is a homecoming of sorts for Bloodburner. The axe reacts immediately catching a dull light that is um, in anyone else's hands or on anyone else's clothes would have been a, a painful burn. But on the back of treasure is but a, a hot stone massage. Uh, <laughs> you okay there, buddy? Kind of pats part of the haft. Yes. Yes. This is home. This is where we were born. Not where we are to return to. Cannot go home again. Must venture forth into the world, burning away its iniquities. Oh yeah, no, we're we're just on a pit stop here, pal. We're searching for a uh, shards, mm. burning a inequities, like uh, dragons trying to uh take an absolute dump on a bunch of dwarves and then fey. And uh, right after that, we're making a stop in the fey wild. They know nothing there's a fire. These usurping dragon pretenders. We will teach them what it is to burn. Well, 
I would say most dragons know a bit more about fire than me, but I'm assuming that with as old as you are, you probably got a one-up on them. Age has nothing to do with it. It is rage that invokes the flame. <laughs> okay, well, I'm pretty good on that one, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't suspect you do, but any, uh, before I rush you guys out of the forge, any particular business? Did we want to, want to try and scry? Um, oh, I think we, well, you wanted to try and scry, and do we still need to talk to, uh, Wyatt and all of them about the fact that they're moving into, uh, No, because the... it's, uh, not Wyatt that's... I'm going to be discussing that with him anymore. It's Alvaro. Um, okay. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, if I can, because while they were shopping and everything, Grizz had kind of gone off on his own. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to like role play through the, those really sad moments. But when Grizz comes back, uh, I think he very solemn, hasn't been saying much, and he has clean shaven both his face and his head. So sorry, Kez, who's working on the artwork for Griff. <laughs> I think we should call it a night here. Um... <laughs> right, right. Well, he'll be bearded again soon. It'll Benjamin. it'll grow yeah. back. Yeah. No, it was yeah. before before going to the soldiers that he feels that he led to his death. He shaved his hair and beard as kind of a mark of shame. Yeah. So when Grizz has returned to join you guys at the portal, he is nigh unrecognizable. It's it's definitely Andrew without the glasses, right? It takes her. Oh, hello. There's... Wait, what? There's another. Oh fuck me, Grace! Is that you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably look a little different. You, you've been plucked. So uh, fuck. Like a spring chicken. Oh um, my. It's a symbolic, more than anything. I'll come back. But... Are you alright? Yeah. Yeah, something that I've been putting off, but had to be done. Had to be done. Just Wait, are we in. going or what? Let's say daylight's burning in. Cheshire goes like from behind Grizz and gives him a big old hug, but she lets her hair kind of flop over him, and since she's got so much of it, she's like, yeah, I had to you know, how much bigger than me you are. The point is, you said this is symbolic, right? Right, is. When you're out of luck, when you're out of luck, your friends are there to give you a hand. Even if it's a little extra hair. You get what I'm saying? Hey, I got it. Hey, I appreciate it. We grow it back pretty quickly, I say. I'll just be like this for a little while. That's okay. I, thought, be a I look. I thought I'd clean up pretty nice for a dwarf. Look at this jawline. That's chiseled out of stone. It's new. We have peach tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll keep it like this for a bit. Not having the mohawks a little. Don't worry, I didn't shave Benedict. 
He's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not walking around in a birthday suit, but. <laughs> you all have arrived at the forge. Um, some of you a bit a bit cleaner than before. Um, you are welcome to scry from here. However, I will let you know, Sirach, the staff continues to point southwest. All right. So, uh, we're still, uh, we're still saying southwest, so if we're looking at the map here, that's, that's, I mean, it's kind of one of two places or this other place that I don't know what that is. It doesn't have a name, but it's to the, to the left of Cardine, just kind of chilling there right on the edge of the forest. Could also be that. See, it might not be Draconopolis at all. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about some of that. I mean, we don't even know what else is between here and Draconopolis anyway. Very well could be there's a few towns or villages or something out there that it's getting a getting a ping off of that just embarked on the map. Very well could be. How long do we uh, think it's going to take us to get to Draconopolis from here? From here, uh, three days through the mountains times four. Four, 12 days, a uh, day in the interim. Oh, you travel at full speed in the mountains? Full speed through mountains. Okay. and I, uh, But I believe we had set it at two days per mountain. Yeah. So two, four, six, eight, nine, uh, ten. Well, these are hills, so we're going to count them for two. Um, 11, 13, 15. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. About 24 days. 25 days. Sure. You guys actually saved a, a good chunk of time with that portal. So. Yeah. So we start heading towards Draconopolis and see what we find on the way. Yeah, let's start going. I'll let you know if... uh. I'll let you know if the staff tells me any different. Okay. Um, who is, uh, who's good at math? Who's got a calculator? How about that? There we go. I got one of those. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, sorry, I have one of those. Sirach does not have a calculator. Ah, uh, he's got his abacus out. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Um... All right, add this up for me. 90. Yep. 78. 89. 100. 1. 358. Yeah, what uh, what he just said. 358. Okay. So, as you guys continue... That's how many days it actually takes. <laughs> <laughs> One year later. <laughs> 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 
set out across the mountains, Sirak leading the way um, into the foothills and out onto the plains around Draconopolis. Um, the issue is, is that now Cardian is closer. So Here's a thought then. Instead of trying to kick it straight down towards Draconopolis, why don't we just go straight west towards that forest to the north? Because there is a town that would be pretty much directly west of the forge, at least if the map is right. Yeah. So if we start heading towards there, that'll still keep Draconopolis closer. So yeah. if the shard is there, it'll ping that. That is fine. Um, actually, I need to send you guys uh, down into the Underdark about uh, about probably a hundred of those miles. So do you have to? I mean yeah, okay. Uh, I will I will I will leave it to Sirak. Sirak, where would you like your final adventure to be? Would you like to go to Draconopolis? Would you like to go to the island further southwest of there? Do you want to go back to Cardian? Do you want to go into the Underdark? Take me to Dragon City. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And the worms are pretty. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, out across the fields, you go. The days that you are in these open plains, there are small bits of light forest and underbrush, mostly lands and fields that have been burned away, cleared resources that have been gathered out of these. This is not destitute land by any means, but it is flat, harvested, collected. There are some roads. They are in pretty wide disrepair. And every day or so, you pass what once upon a time might have been a village. Most of the roofs destroyed. The stone walls that still stand are grown over in ivy, moss. The foundations reclaimed by grass. As you guys are traveling, you have the choice you can stop and investigate each of these ruins if you would like. Um, we'll say it doesn't exactly extend your travel time. Uh, or you can simply make note of it and forge on. 
you know, probably spend a few minutes just checking out, make sure nothing's going to jump out at us. Yeah. So, Rock? That's uh, kind of what I was going to say, too, is uh, just take a look at it and see what it looks like. Okay. Um, yeah, everybody go ahead and roll me a percentile. Fifteen. Okay. Eighty-four. Sixty-one. Twenty-five. Uh, two. Is somebody going to roll a three next, just to keep the pattern going? Please. We have to. Please at this do. Point. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Many of these towns, it is obvious um, what has happened to them. The type of destruction that you are recognizing is clearly done by by dragons, by the rapid descent of, of bodies and claws. You can see the gashes in the stones as you go. The not all of the buildings are burned. Some of them are uh, melted with acid. Some are charred, and you can see the pattern of the uh, cracking electricity that bolted across uh, each of of the homes. They are not. Uh, they are not necessarily. How shall I say? Uh, uniform, right? You will find a mix of draconic weapons, breaths uh, that seem to encompass a variety of the destructions. But one thing you can tell for sure is that this countryside once was a, um, by no means a metropolis, but a but a booming, thriving uh, place where towns were a day's travel or two away from each other and the fields of, of crops upon which they grew is obvious. One of the other things you do note as you begin to investigate each of these areas, um, not all of them, but I will say you've got about 10, 12 days in just open plains. Um, I'm going to say at least four of them are looks like there were mines set up afterwards. Um, mines that began to dig into the earth, not just beneath the mountains, but down into the soil and down into the um, the granite and the stone beneath this portion of of the world. The mining if you guys take the time to search through one, mining is seemingly at random. The hills built up of, of the dirt that is pulled out, but you don't see evidence of great mineral veins. You don't see evidence of, 
you know, copper or gold or silver or, or other precious metals, even just functional metals, iron, anything along those lines. I would like to investigate for just a moment on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead and roll me investigation check and tell me as a group how long you guys are willing to spend exploring this mine. So 19. Okay. Am I able to infer by the lack of precious metals that by chance this was used as an escape for these people? Yeah. No, it looks like the mines were actually built after the destruction of the towns. The mines are newer. Not recent, but comparatively newer. How would they be mining? I think we should stick around to find that out. Yeah, I think we definitely should look into this. And I'm also worried about if we look into this and spend time here, are we potentially losing time looking for shards and then thus uh, Feywild issues? Like, how long do we want to spend here? Can I can I tell if this is very similar to the Biomancer stuff? Like, is that what this looks like? No, it, it is not. It is not made by the same by the same people. Um, okay. Although. You get the feeling that, um, I will say, who's willing to spend at least one day here? Raise your hand. Okay. I should cl uh, clarify a question. About what time in the day is it? Like, we'll say you find early? it early. You'll spend the entirety of the day, and it'll add a day onto your travel time. curious but i'm not that curious you've passed at least two others of these three others of these yeah fuck it yeah i'll, I'll say yeah okay anybody willing to spend two days all right everybody taps out at two sounds good um the mine of this this fourth one and you can infer a um a similarity in the rest of them it is It is a mine of exploration. Almost, uh, Tauroth, you would, it would sort of remind you of like an excavation site, but, um, but exploratory. This is people digging into the earth looking for ruins of some kind or evidence that might lead them there. You, they have dug very deep, this particular one. Um, the day that you are exploring this spider's web of, of tunnels and offshoots and, and things like that, um, you also start to understand where a chunk of that wood, uh, just from the, the nearing trees and things probably went to, um, you don't know if they found evidence of what they were looking for, uh, without spending more time um so it's, it's it's genuinely up to you guys but it looks like after the dragons destroyed these towns medium-sized humanoids some kind came by either force or of their own volition and began to dig began to search 
just based on how everything is set up down here. Um, maybe if there's any tools or maybe the way certain ropes are tied off or how the lumber is stacked up in here, would I be able to get an idea of what kind of creatures, like if this is like a dwarven structure or elves or dragon? Make a history check. Would my dwarven stone cutting... I will let you make a history check with advantage. Uh, 13 for me. Okay. Uh, and then stone cutting I'm proficient. I double my proficiency bonus to it, so... Yep. 23. Okay. Um, not not Dwarven. 100%. But there are some similar techniques that you suspect um, mountain folk may have learned from Dwarves and were utilizing here. You, Tauroth, and Grizz together uh, can piece together they were not uh, small folk. We're not talking halflings or gnomes. We're not talking hill folk, right? Uh, humans, dragonborn. There are, One of the things I can tell you is there are no tools left behind. There is no extra lumber. Whatever was functional at this site was removed. So you get the feeling they either found what they were looking for or gave up looking here and moved on to another location. This mine isn't abandoned like they got attacked or killed or, or something from beneath came up right they're just all the tools are gone all the the wagons the lumber that they would have had stacked up the beams to to you know brace the tunnels all of that sort of stuff gone it has seemingly moved on the impressive thing is it's not too many mines you ran into where they left after not having dug too greedily and too deep yeah, it's almost like they they knew what they were looking for, but I don't know. Well, there's much more to be found here. Mm. Now, the part that worries me is what were they looking for? Because, I mean, I don't know, something about this just, this, it just feels weird, you know? Because we've seen a few other of these, which means they're looking for something and they've got points of interest that they're looking, places that they're looking for it. So we're either going to be lucky enough that we run into whatever it was if they found it, or we're going to see an active site at some point, either on our journeys here on the way back if we take a different path. Mm. But... Cody, also, I realize that they took. Please. You said this would be like the fourth one we passed, right? Yeah. With how it's set up on the map, are hmm. all four of these in like a straight line or a a vague line? It, not a um, not a perfectly straight line. Um, the road that would have connected these villages would have been winding, but nothing as, as hard as like a 90 degree angle. Um, one of the things that there are 
not lakes large enough to put on the map, but they're all, usually the tent, the villages are near bodies of water, um, the the sinkholes, and so you. Oh, uh, you got well, Grizz, because you are a a dwarf and dwarves mine things, and you rolled well on that. You can check um, the lake water uh, and see if they hit a deposit of like methane or uh, sulfur or something, because it would have poisoned the nearby water supply. Um, so, but they are. Um, they are maybe on the outside edges of the hex. So, you know, kind of a zigzag, but not um, not so out of no, not so far out of the way that you're wasting time going to them, not immediately in a straight line. And yeah, I will absolutely check the the water supply. Okay. Uh, yeah, make a nature check for me. Uh, 14. 14. Um, yeah, this water is the, there's definitely fewer fish and fewer, um, aquatic life that is, that is in here. Um, and the surrounding area sees very little, uh, very little of it is disturbed. Okay. Uh, Inside in the village itself, are there any like trees growing at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean the the ruins are are covered in vines and ivy and moss and like it is it is reclaimed by nature. They're at least fifty years past the destruction of of this of these villages. Okay, uh, I'll cast speak with plants. Okay, sure. Uh, go up to. Well, an older, one of the older looking trees close to the mine. Okay. Uh, none of the trees, there are no trees close to the mine. That's where they started um, cutting them down. So, so they okay. so they come further and further away. Uh, there's a, the, probably the oldest tree you can find is uh, maybe a, a pretty large tree. It's got kind of boughs that are branches that are heavy enough that they've kind of stooped down onto the ground uh you can see the evidence of where children used to play on them and and lovers would carve their names into the bark and so yeah it is it is an older tree for sure yeah i'll cat walk up to it and cast speak with plants mm-hmm. hey good afternoon how are you doing i'm doing great well. how, how are you three Good. Curious. Uh, are you familiar with like, people passing around? Uh, have you seen anyone recently? Specifically digging into the ground, killing all the other trees? That kind of thing. Oh. Yes. The Takers. I remember them. They were some... Eight rings ago. How many uh how many nightfalls if you had to estimate that? Too many to count, but it's thirty thirty five seasons, something like that. Do you remember uh 
other than trees and land around, did they take anything from under the ground over there? They're digging. They brought up much dirt and earth, built it around the outside. Some was shipped away. Much of it was just left, spread out. No hills were created. They wanted the earth level. They wanted it hidden. Then I remember a celebration early in spring. That night, their lights did not go out. They sang and danced the way the people used to at festival time. This was its own jubilation. They had taken a great stone from deep within, a pillar about the size of, well, Two heights of you, the width of my trunk. Then, the next day, by sunset, they were gone. Some still come, people like you, small groups. They search the houses and the mines. Not for very long. Never for very long. Is there anything... Thank you for the information, I'll say. It answers a lot of questions I think that we had. Um, is there anything you need? Thanks. You will seem mostly undisturbed around here. Uh, yes. Not many... Not many people are creatures these days. Fresh water would be nice. There's a taste of this one. Other than that, I'm well. The ants at my base gnaw at one particular root. But I don't mind so much. They do that. Well, see what I can do about fresh water for you. Um, otherwise, as you are. Be well, friend. You as well. Uh, relay that information to the group. Are we making camp here tonight? Don't drink the oh. water, by the way. There's a taste to it. Well, we at least got some shelter here. Don't really have to set up tents. Might be a bit of a change of pace. You guys gather up in the area. You search through the houses. It looks like bandits have come through here 
a few times. Scavengers, maybe not even bandits, probably just people investigating, you know. Um, you don't find much of value. Um, if one person wants to roll me a percentile, if you roll over a 90, we'll say you find something. But there's no real pressure. It's just whether there's something there to find. I'll give it a go, just in case. Let's do it, Kez. 43. <laughs> Sounds good. You thought you found part of a journal, but it by the time when you went to pick it up, it just sort of paper crumbled in your hand. You know, a little bit of the leather binding remains, but even that, like, if you rub it too hard, just sort of flakes apart in your fingers. So... Well, if we're making <laughs> if we're making camp here, which it sounds like we're sleeping here, for, where it's we spent the whole day here. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to risk a level of exhaustion, um, but Grizz is going to spend the do the eight hour casting of plant growth. Okay. Um, enriches land all plants in a half mile radius centered on that point become enriched for a year. Okay. No. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. Uh, make it against the DC of your spell casting. So I actually that, got a natural 20. Well, that so. doesn't matter then. You're great. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Grizz, you, you're tired, but you're still functional the next day. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't pulled an all-nighter like this since dwarf college. Can I cast um, purified food and drink on the lake? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, casting it would definitely make it safe for you guys. Um, it's not going to purify the entirety of the lake, in part because it seems like that natural gas or whatever that vein is that they hit is probably still seeping into the water. Okay. Um, well, actually, roll me a percentile. I'll give you 60 or better, and it'll it'll fix it. 34. Okay. So it purifies it for you guys. It'll, it, it purifies the lake. It'll probably be like that for, for, you know, good month maybe, but you do see the bubbles ever so often, uh, bubbling to the surface and it's just kind of, I mean, not quite fracking, but it it is (laughs) part of, you know, part of mining, unfortunately. Um, any other actions while you guys are here through the night? Um. Does he, Grizz? Do you tell us what you what you talked to the, like what what they said they saw the pillar? Yeah, yeah. I relay all that information. I'm gonna try to scry on the pillar. Ooh. Okay. I'm scrying. You can't stop me. I'm not. I'm, I'm not on. trying I'm not to stop you. you. Y'all can't stop me. I don't care what it's on. I'm scrying on some. Yeah. It's going to be this pillar. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Let's do it. Um, but weren't we just saying you can't scry on an object? You can. It's a location. On a location. On a location. Fuck. Tell you what. Sorry, I didn't mean to stop you. No, you're you. good. Roll me a... Roll me a... Roll me a spellcasting ability check. 
Um, uh, what? <laughs> what so a wisdom check. Thank you. Sorry, I was like, I don't know what I, I don't know how to do this. Eleven. Okay. Yes, that that. Okay. I don't know how to do this. That does not. What time should work. Ula come to work? <laughs> Eleven. Um. Yeah. Okay. Choose location. Yeah, it has to be a location you've seen before as a target of the spell. So there you go. Um. You guys sleep throughout the night. You take your watches. You cast your spells. It passes without incident. Not even seeming. There is nothing around here. Not like it's completely devoid of life, but between the lake being poisoned, most of the people being gone, not a lot of even wildlife feels the need to come here. Some rodents, some cats, small vermin-like creatures. And the next day you continue out across the plains. Is the rod still pointing us directly towards Draconopolis, or has it shifted? Straight on. Straight on to the city of dragons. What I will let you know, as you are approaching the city, days out, at least two, you begin to see a lot more evidence of foot traffic. While there may not be full-sized roads, um, the grass is better kept. It's been rolled over with wagons and and horses. Um, there are clearly some paths that have been walked far more frequently. There's actually a, a pretty solid path uh, road eh, to the north um, that you occasion then you can occasionally see people on horses and uh, or I should say. Uh, lizard-like horses um, riding on as well. <laughs> Do you guys want to head straight into Draconopolis? Do you want to circle it? Do you want to go to the north? Do you want to go to the south? Or Oh, I should also note about a day ahead of time. The site of flying shadows in the distance is very common. Not quite flock of bats, but there's definitely a cloud of, um, of creatures a few days ahead of you. Not at all hours. Sometimes it's thinner. Sometimes it's thicker. Apparently they have their own rush hour. I wonder what it could mean. That nine to five grind is a uh, trans-dimensional. It's real. <laughs> it's real. What, so what do we want? What exactly is the plan now that we're getting closer? I have a contact in the city. Do you? You do? I do. I say, an old dwarven scout. Uh, he wouldn't retire, so I put him someplace where he could only cause so much trouble. 
old one-eyed coot named Taru Grayson. Taru Grayson? Yeah, he should have retired like a century ago. He's an old mad scout. That's uh, but he's he's posted up in the Ragnopolis. All right, so at least we have a pretense for being there. Well, the question that probably came up, and I don't think we really got the answer for, and just kind of gesture to ourselves, are we going to match the the citizens that live in there, or are we going to stand out? In Draconopolis? Are you really asking that question, Tony? I I can go ahead and let you guys know. Uh, the the Black King would have gotten the information from Taru. Um, there are there are many small folk that live in Draconopolis. There are many medium sized creatures. You will not match the fashion because fashion here is influenced purely by the dragons, right? Often. Uh, emulating their scales, features, horns, the webbing of their wings, right? Um, the most uh, societal of dragons probably donate a certain number of their scales every year and so that their underlings are adorned in, in their finery. Um, if you're talking purely by life, there's probably a hundred a uh, hundred civilized folk to one dragon um, okay. but the dragons are still the dominant um, political force right uh, so and and people do travel in and out of Draconopolis. One of the things you will note though is that uh, according to Taru, is that over the past hmm ever since he's been there probably 30 40 50 years um the open hostility towards medium size towards non-draconic people has increased uh i know we had talked about it. Do we ever end up getting Screamer's new cart? You absolutely could have. Do you want to? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And part of the plan, do we have anything that could be reasonably construed as trade goods? You can absolutely take reasonably construed trade goods. Uh, what would you have liked to have gathered? Uh, anything in the player's handbook, plus whatever you could imagine the shield House of Shields is producing. Um, although I will note that dwarven goods uh, into Draconopolis may not be as welcome. They might be, though. They would definitely be rare. Um, I don't want to do anything from the from the Black King, just because it might pique their interest a bit too much. Sure. What if we roll into town with a food cart? I was about to say, food and booze. No one is mad when they're drunk, except when they are, and then that's bad. They're all the rage. We're a traveling restaurant. 
We're a food cart. We're a food yeah. cart. All the, here they're all the rage in the big cities. Yeah. So nobody wants the classic restaurant style anymore. Nobody wants to sit down and eat for a while. You want something you can grab and go. Without sacrificing quality. Scrapers. Scrapers. Fantastic cook. Yes, Scrapers. Yes, you can handle that. A food cart. Very clear. Yeah, I Very can do clear. that. The choice for the job. Very clearly, the choice for this position. So, Chris, I'm sorry, but he's obviously both of you. But also, he's very well aware of how they like their type of food. Right, Scrapers? Remember how you like your steak? I do. Charred. No! Not charred! Thoroughly cooked! Embraced with the draconic flame! Or acid! Never had a, a cow ceviche? You just burn it! Cody, if you ever say that again. I'm pretty I'm sure. Upstream. The phrase. I'm pretty sure ceviche is served. Ceviche is served raw. Right! But it's cooked! Because they put it in acid. But instead of that bullshit lemon acid, you get some real dragon acid. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. You never thought of cooking with it. Oh, right. Stop I can't eat the no, you, know what, you know what, Screamers? I'm actually, I'd actually be able to try some cow ceviche. That actually does sound a little on the tasty side. I'm having awful flashbacks. Tar- this is horrible. I think in Elven, they pronounce it tartar. Ah, yeah. But that's the hoity-toity. I don't know where I come from. We're all vegetarian, so... Yeah! Sabife? Sabife! Sabife. All right, I'm out. Bye! Three years and finally Megan's done. She's had enough of me. Are you kidding? Treasure is already writing down, like, a food menu with Sabife on it. Fuck me, we need that on a shirt. Okay. Okay. I think very clearly to stick in scrapers, if you're clearly the manager. Yes, I will be the head chef. You will be my sous chef. I would say executive chef is more along the lines, and then I'll do the actual cooking. Tauroth! You are kitchen boy. Eh, Ain't the worst job I ever had. Okay. And it's, we're, we're, as we take this flashback uh, to the House of Shields, Scrabers immediately grabs uh, large parchments of paper, um, not just for writing scrolls or notes, but um, the kind that are used for design schematics, uh, architectural. Uh, so this is the card right here is the opening on the outside. I want these spikes like this. And then we get the hand crank for Taroth on the inside. We put the fire here. And he essentially creates uh, a, a rolling cart with, like, a carniceria spits on the outside of the, of the cart uh, oh, no. to, to, to park and cook in the flames. Um, definitely has, has flour. Um, yeah, like, he... He designs. You guys have the biggest cart you have ever had, rolling, rolling anywhere, and it is, it is the food truck RV size of the medieval wagons. Okay, um, that answers my follow-up question: is 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 it a small enough cart that a badger could pull it? But it sounds like not. 
Probably not, but I I bet uh, I bet Grizz, uh, I bet Benedict has uh, like a small like trailer cart side cart. He might have a uh, the advertisement sign. Oh my god, this is amazing! Not even not even a cart. It's just like the two pieces of the two boards with the cords over the back. Oh yeah, yeah. sandwich board. The nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, you probably need. A team of horses to to do it. Um, if Benedict wants to be the Rudolph to their uh, reindeer, he can. Yes. Um, Rudolph the card. Yeah. So. I got to think of names. Let's say C'est la Beef. I thought it was nice. A little elven fancy swirl on it. Are you naming the horses C'est la Beef? Don't do that. People will think we're serving I, horse. No, I'm I'm pitching the name for the the food cart. Oh, for the cart. As a whole, yeah. As a whole, not, I'm not naming each individual horse. Oh. Uh, they're probably not, three of them. Three of the four aren't going to survive the trip with our luck. Right. I'm not going to well, give them names. No, I already have a name. Screamer, screaming meat pit on a wheel. On wheels. Right. On wheels. Screamer, screaming meat pit on wheels. I'm about it. <laughs> I'm for it. I actually Some mouthful. Oh, okay. We so can workshop it. We can workshop it. Sirak, I, I am beyond ready. Yes, what can I do? I, the dwarves have informed me that it may have been insensitive of me to serve bird with you around. I would like your permission to do so. Sirak is going to kneel down next to Screamers and just, like, stare him directly in the eyes and go, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, you can serve Bird. It's cool. That's what I thought. Birds eat each other in nature all the time. A hundred percent. I'm going to tell them that when I get back. Nobody believed me. Um, so, yeah, you guys have a, a food truck of, <laughs> of Screever's design. It is at once the most metal and least functional food thing you've ever seen. But... Um, it's but truly it, the Mad Max. Yeah, of, it is the Mad Max trucks. of food trucks. This falls fully in line with, I think, Grizz's background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Uh, well, <laughs> Grizz, Screamers, uh, got something for the both of you that I've been hanging on to for a bit. Ooh. And I'm going to pull out that bag of draconic spices I picked up from uh, when we rescued the fire giants. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, here, you guys will make better use of this than I can. I, I don't know what's in it, Screamers. I, I know you said it tasted good, so mm. hell, if yes, you want to do does. it, for- he gets a finger and just like <laughs> yeah, and like in the gums. Chris <laughs> <laughs> uh, is matching like exact same enthusiasm. <laughs> hey, thank you for this. This is. The second best gift I've received in days. I'm just seeing the two of them with like a dipstick purple lips and and 
<laughs> and teeth. Except what I'm imagining is incredibly spicy, like. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it is. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. This is going to retire off into the sunset with Screamers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the spinoff we never knew we wanted. Uh, we need oh. we need it. Oh, I'm tempted to say it should be Screeper's incredible meat pit. I like the alliteration, but that's okay. Um as you guys are traveling, you are I'm gonna say two days outside of of Draconopolis proper. But you're definitely in the suburbs of, of Draconopolis, right? Um you do. It's not even like by happenstance. You get the feeling it actually. It's a you. You run across the daily grind, of a group of dragonborn that are clearly carrying excavation, uh, like mining materials. Heading away from the city or towards it? Um, slightly towards it, to toward like towards a northern suburb of it. Follow them. Follow them. Yeah, I think everybody's on Let's... board. Or I don't know. You guys tell me. And let's say, are we pursuing the excavation teams, or are we trying to make our way to Draconopolis? I'd say let's stay at the course for right now. We've already invested a lot into this, and I don't want to disappoint Screevers at this point. She's going to, all right, she's going to, like, turn around in the cart and focus on them as hard as she can and try to get, like, a good visual so she can scry on them later. Okay. Sounds good. Yes, and you do. I do feel like this is going to be a problem later. That's uh, Our main quest right now is to find pieces of the staff to protect the dwarves. But if they're finding some sort of ancient weapon or something, it might undermine a lot of our efforts is the concern. Well, what, um, big old, what big old weapon has something with like a chunk of a pillar in it? I, this is a weird question. Um, I hear monolith and I panic. Are the, are the dragons all the same color? No. No. Fuck. Fuck. Wide variety of colors. Okay. Are there any blues in there? I mean, yes, there there are, um, but blues you're and greens. Yeah, some greens. They they are probably the rarest. I would say. Okay. Metallics as well. Okay. How does their style of clothing look? The so many of the dragons. Um, what I will, uh, so the dragons are, their hierarchy you can piece together is first by age, then by amount of adornment that they have, um, and then by adornment amount and functionality if you cast your mind back to the for, uh, forge of the fist 
where you guys found that mithril armor for Ilvri Duros, mm-hmm. um, you can see immediately that walking a dragon in that would be highly respected. Would hold a station uh, far beyond his age. Um, but there, so it, it is here um, where dragons probably have a hard time hoarding necessarily wearing your hoard is um is a is a sign of what you have not just having it is important anymore it is displaying it right the underlings the humans the dragon born um the races of of all makes an ilk um travelers like you guys have no Draconic adornment. Um, and then the more dragon-like pieces you have on your costuming, on your uniform, the more important your station is. And if you are wearing actual dragon scales, you work for that dragon. And that dragon um, is in a a powerful enough position that you want to work for that dragon. Right? Um, I'm going to start keeping an eye out for anybody with those brass and red scales that matches the scale mail and the uh, cloak of webbing we found. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I will say... Um, Go ahead. I'm going to bless him. Okay. And if I may, you just mentioned uh, Ilvri Duros. Uh, Delrin, my contact back in Kerdayan, he mentioned there was a dragon by that name who's under horde arrest here in Draconopolis. Really? Well, I mean, that would make sense why he kept sending his simulacrum after us. Oh, that's... He's... Not under lock and key, but he's being watched. That's all I really got. I know he's a big player and that he's under hard rest. Turns out Dylan was a right old font of information that I had just kind of put on the back burner. <laughs> Well, let's see if we can go find a friend of yours, probably see if we can get somewhere to sleep, help Screeva set up that cart, get some kind of a cover going, and uh, not get eaten. He's a dwarf, so we can probably find food and drink at the same place we find him. Absolutely. We are... The place that we find him is at the cart. Right. Yeah, he'll probably end up coming to us. We're serving yeah, a drink. Exactly. Wow. This is the best intelligence gathering plan ever. They're going to come to us. We'll be the barkeep. They're going to tell us all of our, their secrets. Work smarter, not harder. Hey, Screamers, what exactly did you want to ride in, ideally? Passing out samples. Drumming up business. I want you to get 
on Drelp and lambast our competitors. Oh, oh, so, all right. So we're going, we're going Bob's Burgers. That, um, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Shelly where Rob, I went with it. <laughs> instead of, instead of survive, how about I bring out deride, <laughs> flirt a little, wink a little. You know, she's a bit of a bad girl. While <laughs> <laughs> I hand out samples. Went to Barrett in the other side too. Yeah, she's parted on the other side now, there so it it's a complete, a completely different person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is genius. Let's do this. See if I can't drum up any contact for fresh ingredients. Perfect. We're gonna need a lot of beef. You guys can manage. So the first thing we have to do is figure out where's the beef. Yep, <laughs> I, I have the where's the beef feature. <laughs> That's part true. Of my, part of my background <laughs> as a my my failed merchant background. Uh, I have connections with wholesale wholesalers, suppliers, and other merchants and entrepreneurs. So go find the Gordon food. Food sales. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's exactly what we're looking for. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. This is brilliant. I, Sirak, I don't know what you wanted for your last adventure, but um... <laughs> was, come on, wasn't it Dragonopolis taco stand? <laughs> I don't care what I could have thought of. Dragonopolis taco stand. Beats it every time. <laughs> By the way, we're talking the plot point, not the sex move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's offensive to both tacos I and gotta dragons. Go then. Yeah. I gotta warn Sydney. Uh, you know what guys let's take a break here Uh, and we're going to be back in just a few minutes we're going to dive back into the second half of disasters and dangers as soon as I find the yeah great there it is okay we'll see you guys in just a couple of minutes but until then stay tuned Good evening and welcome back, everybody. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Hello, I'm Megan, and I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eladrin Knowledge Cleric. Hi, I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. I'm Andrew. I am playing Grizz, the recently proclaimed egg. I'm Maz. I'm playing Talbroth Oakenblade, the uh, soon-to-be kitchen boy slash what else scout. And with us also tonight is Sirak. He is our Eric Cochran uh, Horizon Walker Ranger. Hopefully he will be rejoining us shortly. But in the meantime, you guys have made it to the suburbs of Draconopolis. Congratulations. Uh, on the way here, you have encountered... Uh, a number of destroyed villages and mines. Um, you've discussed, you've heard that they have been pulling out large stones. Um, Grizz described it as a monolith, perhaps not a, a poor description. And you have made uh, plans, arrangements. You guys have arrived in the medieval RV food truck fantasy of the of Screamers, who is um, 
who is living his best uh, food truck life in in all the Bob's Burgers ways. That's that's really the only way to describe it. And yeah, I, yeah. So this is where we are at. You guys had run into some draconic miners that um, so ride. Yes, tink tink tink. Um, yes, yes, correct. Not the not the little ones. Um, that Saride had, had gotten a bead on, looked, looked at very, very intensely and, um, so that she could scry on them later on. So what would you guys like to do? Um, you are in the suburbs, you are... I would say 20-ish miles outside of the heart, outside of the city proper, outside of the, the heart of the city. So um, it is your first morning. You have, you have found a place to park the truck and it is, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this thing like double decker London bus with a, with a sleeping rack up top. Like you guys, you don't, you didn't know if you were going to find inns and taverns for, for small folk, uh, here. Uh, so you brought kind of your own, um, yeah, this is the, this is the, um, <laughs> wow. The guild master, like rolling playhouses of, of the post, um, right. Isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. For those of us that studied theater history, uh, yeah. Um, what would you right, guys well, like? I think I have to, I have to Careful find ways. fresh supplies to beat the lunch rush. Uh, did you want me to go with you so that, I mean, someone to carry the stuff? Probably a good idea. That's, uh, and somebody with a pocket change. <coughs> if Benedict's staying with the truck, then I'm a little strapped for cash. So... I've got some gold. Perfect. Keep your receipts. Well, there. Mostly meat, right? We need beef. What else needs Screamers? Um, so Screamers has has created a a full on uh, menu. Um, if you guys want, uh, you know the other the other food truck reference I know uh, that isn't uh, Boyle driving people nuts with his meatball subs. Is the Stake Me Home Tonight truck? Yes. Uh, from Happy yeah. Endings. So steak yeah. sandwiches, uh, fresh baked bread, uh, peppers, onions, uh, the classics, right? Yep. Um, Lots of beef for our signature dish, sabife. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely for the for the sabife. <laughs> um, you know, if 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 you come across rare or inoffensive eggs, you can do a. Uh, a um, like a griffin egg aioli uh, to to go with it. Um, yeah. Serving them steak sandwiches royale. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Ride is going to change out of her armor mm. and put one of her normal dresses back on. Okay. With flyers. Okay. And just <laughs> absolutely. So so you guys are gathering supplies here on in this suburb of, of the town. 
build drumming up business, but you're not attempting to to go into the heart of Draconopolis today. Is that what I'm understanding? I think we have to establish our cover a little bit further. Absolutely, not a problem. Um, Grizz, why don't you make me a investigation check uh, to get your supplies with advantage for your background? Is a twenty-four. A 24. Yeah, you're going to find anything and everything you need. Um, the player's handbook actually has the supply goods, the like trade goods section. Uh, so you can sort of amalgamate prices off of that. And yeah, I'm, I feel good about you guys. I don't know. Maybe buying an oxen would give you enough meat for a week. Um, yeah. Let's see. Or for one dragon. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. so the supply chain in this city is tough, man. You don't... Some of them eat meat. Some of them just eat pearls and hoard things. So, you know. You can eat pearls? That's amazing. Uh, dr- that that is one of the things that dragons um, in an older edition one of the reasons they hoarded um, was that when dragons would basically jump an age category they devoured their hoard and so some would subsist on like they they really like precious gems they really like this or these monetary things and that's what made them want to go out and recollect stuff that's amazing i don't know where i got that from or if i just made it up but i'm pretty sure it was from some D reference book it does sound familiar to right me, so i think yeah. you're on to it yeah there's there's some three three point five two point oh uh book where it's like yeah dragons eat their hoard that's why they like eating pearls or Shadowrun or something. I don't know. It came from somewhere. Um, absolutely. So, uh, Saride is drumming up business. Grizz is and Kez, uh, sorry, your thing's not there. Treasure, got it. Uh, Grizz and Treasure are getting together the supplies. Tauroth, what are you up to? I'm actually going to stick around the cart with Squeebers and just kind of help set it up. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, just kind of as I'm looking around, just seeing what kind of passes for normal, just nondescript clothing. Sure. Take the time to kind of uh, have the armor just change the illusory appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also keep an eye: are people carrying weapons? Yes, yes, they are. Um, why don't you roll me? I will take investigation check from you as well, Tauroth. Uh, if you want to try to make an argument for survival, I might do it, but either way. Yep. Uh, if it helps clear it up, mostly what I'm looking for is how well armed are people to kind of see is it worth having the double-bladed visible or just like a pair of swords or something. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, so yeah, I'll, I'll do investigation. Okay, cool. 15. 
Okay. So, uh, a, a few things are pretty pretty easy to pick up on, and you're able to infer some greater cultural impact, right? Um, weapons are common. It is... It is... How to put this? Whatever the primary tool of your trade is, it looks as though it is common or built into the day-to-day function of their clothes to wear it and have it be seen. Um, You are guessing part of that is um, to dragons, they all look alike. So to to show what you do and why you should be allowed to go where you're going. Weapons, spell books, magical staves, casting implements, tools, um, all very common. Um, there is a... You also get the feeling that there is only the youngest of dragons are in danger. Or even if, even if, um, that may not be true, but at least that is the perception. Right? And with a 15, um, just from looking at, like, newspapers, maybe picking up some stories, talking to some folk, when it comes to the small folk, there is this tension within dragon society that no one, none of the civilized races want to provoke. Right? You, I'm going to say you run into um, an old gnome. Right, sitting on the, sitting off on the side playing dragon chess, and uh, maybe you sit down, have a game with him, toss some cards, do something. Right, you're talking with him for a bit. Well, you know, my day when I first came to Dragonopolis. Oh, sure, if you were real brave or real dumb, you might go into the the city on a. And he says the draconic word for essentially a Friday night. Um, I have the word for from the Black... Uh, Republic of the Black Gem. I don't have it for Draconopolis. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't do that yet. Um, right. You pick up a lady. Perhaps you steal a dragon tooth or shank one in the wing on the way out. <laughs> and if you got caught, you know... They might burn down your apartment building or maybe your neighborhood if if you're a real prick about it. But, you know, these days... Oh, no, let me rephrase. Uh, so they used to, you know, maybe throw you in jail. I had a friend that had his arm at just completely off. Um, yeah, we called him dumb after that. Just dumb. That sounds awfully appropriate. Right? Yeah. And, you know, 
The old joke would be, if you're not stupid, clap your hands. <laughs> I got to remember that one. Right? Yeah. yeah. We were not very nice. But that's all right. But now, who now, now with these dragon first people around, oh, now whenever, whenever even the rumor of, of one of the civilized races, what they call us small folk, which I take rather personally. I was small folk before I came here. It just seems like everybody passes for small. Anyway, now, even the rumor comes around and you'll get a dozen or maybe two young upstarts, chromatics and a Metallica too, in your neighborhood, roughing people up, burning down entire neighborhoods, all for dragon rights. Just sounds like good old-fashioned evil to me. But, you know. Tauroth, you look at the board, and um, you you can win this match right here if you want to, or you can throw it and let the old man win. Yeah, and I'll I'll give him this one. All right, I'll just I'll just make the wrong move. Let yeah. him take it. Sure. Oh. oh, I think I got you there, Sonny. Well, good luck next time. Ah, well, thank you for the conversation, but I do appreciate the age and experience you have in showing a young pup like me what's going on around here. Ah, uh, very kind of you. Ah, uh, yes. Well, come back for a rematch if you are in, if you have the time. I'll, I'll try to make some time for it. And well, in the meantime, uh, I probably got to get back to work soon. Uh, got a bit new, a bit of a food cart opening up with a few friends. Ooh, I'll definitely come by and check it out. Oh, looking forward to seeing you there. All right. Um. So, Grizz, Treasure, you guys have your time. You spend your money. You get your supplies. Did you come up with a? Price tag for us? Uh, I think so. Okay. Unless anybody in the group box of this, uh, twenty-five gold, four silver, four copper. Yeah, you're you're absolutely fine. Cool. Uh, Grizz and treasure return with uh, one ox, two pigs, two goats, ten chickens, uh, two pounds of salt, two pounds of flour, uh, two pounds of mixed spices, and an additional two pounds of just mixed vegetables. I just removed the gold from my pockets for now. Okay. Just because I had more than enough, so we'll say treasure paid for it for now. Great. And um, she's basically carrying several. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Half of it's on the oxen. Half of it's on treasure. <laughs> Leading a bunch of goats and pigs. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you need, need too many vegetables. It's going to be a meat centric thing. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, Ooh, I mean, I also should buy bread. You should also, well, I don't flour. know if Screebers yeah. wants bread or if he wants flour. Yeah. We should definitely be careful about how we buy eggs. Fresh baked bread. Uh, fresh baked bread. Okay. And uh, what about uh, spices? You guys, I know Tauroth gave you some, but is that going to be enough yeah. for the small petting zoo that we have just purchased? Yeah, mm, pounds. Two pounds. Salt. 
okay. Yeah. We'll get through um, it today. Spices. You just okay. need butter. And then in your should we should we knock off if we a loaf of bread is two copper? Should we knock off like two gold? Ooh, that's a lot of bread. That's <laughs> sure. Two gold Do you worth know of bread. How much? Two gold yeah. worth of. Yeah. And, I'm just trying, I'm trying looks, to do the She's bread like, bread. I happen to be well off. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the last time he owed someone money, it turned into a life or death situation. I think it traumatized him. He's, I consider myself rich in friends. Sorry. <laughs> I consider my friends rich. That's what I meant to say. There it is. That's... Um, yeah, I mean, to. <laughs> You're talking five uh, loaves per silver and ten silver per gold, so fifty, a hundred loaves in two, <laughs> in two gold, hundred loaves of bread. Let's let's drop another a five gold and up. The, I realize two pounds of mixed like vegetables. Yeah. two pounds is like no, it's not. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's you you probably want that. five or ten because yeah, that with five gold that actually should bring us to ten. Pounds. Okay. Yeah, uh, an onion is is a pound. Or you know, I go yeah. to Publix and I'm like, oh look, an onion. That's a pound. Yep. <laughs> I haven't mixed it. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Shopping is done. Nice. Yep. Right. I'll get to it. Rolls up his sleeves and just leads the ox. I imagine there's an area we can butcher the animals. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys have. Uh, <laughs> we've we've got. Um, Thosen in the back with his what was his uh, his um, forging apron and and Screebers is like okay go I, I, I do not think no it doesn't matter you got the apron on go <laughs> uh, Screebers I, just uh, pulls up the axe like it <laughs> if you want but I don't know how much is going to stay intact I mean this way. he's been He's been learning how to leather work, it's so true. he's yeah. he's got a bit of knowledge about animals and shit. That's just my that's my throwaway side joke about <laughs> Screamers making the and the PCs that are not immediately here do uh, <laughs> do <to, to> manual labor. <laughs> They're staffing the yeah. Narvi, you work in the back. You're not a uh, you're not a you're not a server. You gotta. You're you're in the prep, buddy. That's okay. Fables handling our drill. Saride, <laughs> so I would like you to uh, make a persuasion check or a performance check, some sort of charisma-based check to drum up business for the uh, for the food cart. Sorry, did you mean deride? Deride. Yes. Apologies. It's just a 12. Well, Deride has advantage. Oh. Yeah, so. The smell's beginning to emanate from... Deride got an 18. Yeah, she did. Uh. <laughs> Sorak, uh, what are... Uh, so, Deride, you, you're gonna... You're gonna put together not just a, a, a good amount of business for, the, for your first day... But the right kind of business, you get you get the uh, you get the the trendsetters. You there? Inf- You're just drinking coffee and writing and staring into the distance. Do you perhaps have a food blog? I do. 
phenomenal. We're opening a new food truck and we need exquisite palates to come and test our sabife. Is is it grass-fed, cruelty-free? Yep. Awesome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does it pair well with an IPA? It pairs well with all the letters. <laughs> all right. If we do any more quotes, we're going to get demonetized. So, <laughs> Yeah. Bob's Burgers yeah. is going to come for that little interaction. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Please, Fox, sue us. No, please. I mean, Disney would get some advertisement off of Fox. Just misquote us. Sorry, apologies. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you get you get the right kind of business. Um, it's a busy prep day. It's a busy um, just getting the the whole cart set up, getting it running. You know, having the food in there, getting getting the um, magical, I guess freezers. Um, I don't know what this cart costs, but you get the feeling when the Black King. In that instance, the Black King was very much Bob, and uh, his artificers were, were Teddy. All right, who else doesn't want to defend the Empire? Me! All right, we're, we're going to rebuild the truck again. You know, like, so it, it is expensive. You, you, you have been told to keep it and keep it safe. This just became the one ring of my campaign setting. Um, Sirak, is there anything in particular you are up to? Yes, I. What are what are the chances I could get away with flying around here? You could, yeah. Um, make me a. I'll take survival or investigation check. That is all very well and good, but if I can't hear you, I can't tell you what happens. Well, look, I, I get that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so I uh, started that sentence, and then it ended way snarkier than I meant for it to. So. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, I, was, I was going between investigation and survival and realized I had a plus one in one and a plus seven in the other. Okay. So uh, let's go with survival uh, 13. 13. Um, yeah, the, so the dragons definitely fly there. You do see some other small folk uh, flying as well. Uh, there's definitely, um, as far as like vertical lanes that are acceptable for you to fly at certain heights, and you're able to okay. piece, you're able to piece that together. Um, what is uh? Did uh, did we end up making any pamphlets for the uh, for the food st- for uh, the food truck? Deride was handing some out. Would you like to have penned them? Oh, well, I would. I would like to uh, have some. Okay. And I want to go um, if I can find a. Um, I don't. know. Yeah, a slightly more like affluent section of Draconopolis, and I kind of want to uh, do a little bit of a. Uh, little bit of a flyer bomb okay um so you can see that the richest parts are in the city proper 
there also you do find there is a um, lightning rail that people take to ride into the city and out of the city. There are some wealthier uh, neighborhoods, but it seems like there's more stratisfaction in the vertical sense than there is in the horizontal or locational. But, I mean, there is some of that. But um, the people that dress most like dragons, these buildings are four, five, six stories tall and and up to ten, right? We're talking like a, a... I guess more like a New York borough than um, yeah. than a suburb, I suppose. Um, maybe they're not that tall just yet. But uh, the ones that dress more like dragons tend to live on the upper portions of the buildings and have their own like sky walkways and stuff like that. I guess that's more inside the city as what I thought. Please go so ahead. What I'd like, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to take the lightning rail in. Okay. And then I'd like to, uh, like, their version of, you know, 30th Street Station or Grand Central or whatever. Mm -hmm, I'd like mm -hmm. to get out, and I'd like to uh, go to where the lightning rails are going back to where we are. Yeah. And I'd like to start handing out pamphlets there about this uh, brand-new food truck that's opened up because those people leaving there probably have money. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. I would like you, you to make me some form of charisma check, uh, persuasion, most likely. Oh, boy. Uh, that is a 10 okay. uh, with a minus one for a nine. Ooh, nice. Um, I'm very persuasive. You are, you are very... Do you per- want some food? <laughs> <laughs> Who left this bird here? Watch out. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> I don't know why they keep letting these birds in all over the place. I told them we had a problem with uh, pigeons in the city. I don't know. It's really good! Don't make eye contact, honey. Don't make eye contact. Come on. (laughs) I'll just... uh, Can I sleight of hand uh, one of them, like... Like one of the pamphlets into their pockets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Reverse pickpocket? Yeah, reverse pickpocket. Sure, go for it. Uh, that'll be a 22. Yeah, you, you are much better at reverse pickpocketing. Uh, as people look away from you in an attempt not to have to uh, sign your, uh, <laughs> your petition, uh, <laughs> that you're, you're able to just slip the, the flyer. Just one dollar can help save a child. Uh, I'm so sorry, I don't have any gold pieces on me at the moment. Uh, uh. Oh, where did this come from? Um, so yeah, so, so rock nice, nicely done. Are you still attuned <laughs> to the rod? Staff, I the staff of Gyro, still please. currently am. Yes. Nice. When you get into the city and you've been feeling the, the pull of the direction in the last two days, maybe a little odd when you get into the city, uh, Eric, I'm going to give you a choice. Um, the next piece of the staff can either be below the city of Draconopolis somewhere, or it can be above it. That is a tough choice. Both are both are claimable. You're, it's gonna just where where do you want to spend your last your last adventure? 
I mean, I, I think I would have spent it probably in my element, so I would say above. Sounds good to me. That's what I was thinking, but I wanted to give you the choice. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you definitely, you, you note and feel that it is not in the city. It is above the city. Good to know. He says to himself and nobody else. <laughs> Was he talking to himself? I think so, babe. Let's not really. Come on. Yeah, pamphlet. <laughs> In pocket. In pocket. Yep. The day is, uh, it's a good day. I'd like somebody to roll me a D100. Let's do that. I got it. Great. I rolled a three last time. I'm good. Sorry, I rolled a two. 35. 35. Nicely done. You guys uh, make 35 gold pieces on the day. Um, You end up going through, I'm going to say, half the supplies that you bought. So there's some basic math for you spend 30 gold pieces a day. You spent, you go through half of it. You made 35 today. You netted some, some gold. There you go. 20 netted 20 gold pieces. So, and we still have half of our supplies. So we net even more tomorrow. Yeah. Guys, I have a new game idea. Could be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't make me do the, um, the work week chart. Uh, we're, we're just gonna do this briefly. We'll see how it goes. Um, but as you guys have, have gathered back at the truck, it is past the dinner rush. There are still some patrons around. Uh, would you guys have wanted to do anything special during the lunch or dinner rushes in particular? Okay, go for it. So, right. I saw her first. So Ride sets up a little table with a card on it uh-huh. and um, gets a dragon chess set. Okay. And says, pay to play. Try to beat the woman who beat La Rochelle in a singular talent of <laughs> what generation. Okay. All right. Did you She's bring your chess set with you? No, I don't have. They they still the goblins still have it. Oh, the goblins still have part of it, don't they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we're I'm, we're in Dragonopolis. I'm assuming I can find a dragon chess set somewhere. Oh yes, you can absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I have to steal it from that gnome. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, roll. Make me a um. Make me a a dragon chess set. Um intelligence check with your proficiency. You are proficient in it. Um, or wisdom. I'll take wisdom as well. Okay. Um, so this is going to be a plus four. Uh, oh. Fuck you, that's cocked. I'm rolling physical dice. That's cocked. I don't care what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that, that's horse hockey. But 17. A 17. Okay. Yeah. You, um, so yeah, you're, you win uh, about half your matches, so you don't lose any money. You break even, um, you win, I would say 55, maybe 60%, slightly more, which is really good in a, in a open chess, you know, challenge. Right. Um, so yeah, we're going, we're 
we're going full hipster milk district, by the way. Like, oh yeah. Hey, come have some, come have some, you know, some meat out of a truck. Play some chess. Mm-hmm. And then get some kombucha later. Yeah. I've got this uh, pure, pure cocoa milk. No <laughs> sugar beef added. Milk. It's beef milk. Beef milk. Uh, beef squatch. Okay. Um, it's ox. We milked the ox before we killed it. That's not milk. It's not an ox. <laughs> what's the well, then what's the... Ox. I thought ox was the species because it's still a bull and a cow. I believe. Ox yeah. Right? A heifer, yeah. bull and a heifer. Yeah. Okay, Probably. Yeah, you don't eat you don't eat milk animals anyway. So yeah. Is, or, yeah. is ox beef? It's in oh, the yeah. family. It, it can be the same awesome. price. We took it for a price, not for the specific yeah. animal. No, more like false advertising. Anyway, <laughs> not the point. Um, well, it's not cruelty free or grass fed, so you know. You don't, don't tell I that don't. one hipster. It might be. Um, any other things, Talroth? You had something you were doing during the during the rushes. Um, mostly just kind of people watching, just sure. kind of getting a feel for how. I guess, for lack of a better term, this society functions. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. But yeah, seeing if we're kind of drawing some kind of attention from, I don't know, like anybody that might look important, and still keeping an eye for the for that same red brass armor style. Absolutely. Okay. Um, treasure. Uh, I just wanted to keep an ear out for information, like while I'm helping Talroth get, you know, plates out and mm-hmm. whatnot just listening to any of the conversations that are going on, seeing if anything strikes us political, important, or anything about, you know, particular gems in the city, a traveling museum display. Sure. You know, that kind sure, of thing. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, both of you make me investigation checks, please. Um, Grizz, Sirak, anything? Let's say any... Anyone that like Talroth points out is like a person of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to expend. I have my chef feet, mm-hmm. the one that gives people temporary hit points for eating my food. Yeah. Uh, anybody that he points out as a per- person of interest, I'm going to use that as an extra, just that extra little bit of effort on their dish. Okay. Sounds good. Enough good. to give them temporary hit points. It's gonna yeah. And why don't you make me a culinary check since you are the one uh, cooking all the food today? Okay, and that's wisdom plus proficiency for me. Yes. Please. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Tyroth, what'd you get? Uh, 22 on the investigation. Nicely done. Treasure, what did you get? 14. Nicely done. Grizz, cooking? 22 as well. Nice. Nice. Uh, Sorak, was there anything special you were doing uh, during the food service times? Uh, no, not, not, uh, not necessarily. Okay. Sounds good. Just keep, I keep looking up just to see what I can feel. Why don't you make me a, I'll take either nature or history. Let's see if Professor Treasure is rubbed off on me at all. Let's find out. There we go. Uh, 12 plus 1, 13. I'll give you a fair chance. Okay. So, Talroth. Um, what about the society in specific would you like me to answer for you? 
Uh, at least at this point, just because it's such a new city and just dynamic. Yeah. Mostly just trying to, just kind of like what I was doing with Cardian, where I just wanted to try to blend in. Mm -hmm. So just kind of make it seem like I belong here without having to try to stealth or hide or anything like that. Like hiding sure. in plain sight. Sure. Um, your, your social stealth is not amazing in this mostly for dress purposes um you you don't look the part of a local um you get the feeling that um outsiders are a, a fine novelty people don't dislike you um but there there is no uh unless you have sort of the hallmark signs of working for a dragon, you're always just a little bit on on the outside. And even locals here that don't have much draconic adornment to them, um, they, you know, even they are on the uh, pariah, hymen, hymen uh, untouchable side of, of draconic culture, sort of, to, to put a, a kind of um, relatable spin on it. Uh, nobody looks, nobody's displeased with your presence. You're in no way in danger. But, and if you don't work for a, for a dragon, it's kind of, kind of moot. Right? Um, other than that, you get the feeling you could blend in pretty easy. Once you had a costume, other than people that, See, it seems like a lot of people here that are wearing the more draconic garb that have a position of, of higher power don't um, seem to all know each other. There seems to be a, a large enough breadth of them that, uh, at least among the servants, it is not such a tight-knit society um, that, they, uh, that they all speak to each other. Some of that you think might be like boss rivalry. And some of that is just, there's a lot of companies in town, right? Um, one of the things I will note for you is that um, there are a few friendly draconic r relations among these, these people. And those seem to be more along either elemental or metallic lines. Elemental or or metallic slash chromatic lines, right? So this, if we're playing the um, Uno of of dragon relations, right? Um, they they seem to be more friendly with either somebody that matches the element that that their dragon uses, or if they are of the same five like color spread, right? So like blues and uh, blue and bronzes would be chatting with each other. Um, brass, gold, and reds could yes, yes, yes. More more commonly interact, right? Okay. It is not a hundred percent exclusive. Like it's not like, a, but that is definitely the. They are more likely to know each other from work. They are more likely to greet each other, even in just a passing sort of friendly way. They are more likely to have, uh, like oh hey. How's your kids? Well, doing great. Parking today, right? Yeah, I know. Like, you get the feeling they, they might work in the same building or, or something like that. 
Um, that is more common. It is not, like I said, it's not a hundred percent delineation line, but it, but it is enough to, um, to for you to catch. Right. And so. even and nobody matching like those same skills that we saw from uh, Ilfridurios. The closest you come to um, to finding something that matches that way is a. Um, a blended scale of brass and blue. Um, so a lightning version of of that that red and bronze um, combination. And if I've mixed up brass and bronze again, I give up. But I caught which no, I caught what you meant. I right. know what you meant. So so the blended scales are extremely rare. Blended scales are extremely rare. You've only seen one person in them. You suspect there there's maybe a clutch of each of those blended families. So half a dozen, maybe. They are rare. Um, treasure... Remind me again what you were what you were looking for. I wanted to listen to anything of political note, like mm. anything that might be giving us some information of politically what's going on, or um, if not, that's anything that might give us some idea of where the gem is, if there's one here. Gem. The shard. Shard. Yes, shard. Got it. Um, mm. You hear a very interesting conversation between a couple of um, a couple of chromatic workers, and they are not terribly well adorned. You get the feeling that they um, they have more iconography than actual like they don't have scales or claws or anything like that. But they are clearly employed um, by by a white and a green dragon, and. They're standing at one of the the food truck carts, um, bemoaning their their bosses essentially. Um, and as you're serving drinks and coming back, it's um, a couple of humans. You know, one of them uh, looks like their hairline kind of got acid uh, burnt back, but the face is is still clean. So. Um, you don't think they caught like a full blast in the face or anything, but but it's kind of burnt out part of their hair. They've taken the scar and, and done the comb over the rest of the way. He's one sort of um, listening to his friend, this uh, sort of long hair, plait braided, um, fairly muscular um, woman. Uh, Mamie, do it again. Damned lizard. I told him. I've told him every time. Running through that neighborhood is practically a death sentence. Doesn't care, though. That's the place that has the good scale combs. I, I try to buy them in bulk, but the bastard won't sell them to me. I understand your problem. These dragon-first people are more and more just spreading their sickness throughout the town. 
I don't know what they're going to do about it. I mean, I understand that they all believe they can do without us, but we are the gears of this town. You think they want to run around and buy their own combs? Well, it's part of their station not to have to. That's always the thing, isn't it? Those that can afford help enjoy it, and those that can't envy it, and they can't steal it, they'll destroy it. Imagine having to wait ten centuries before you were able to, I don't know, get a promotion. I know, they live so damn long. I don't envy the elves. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Seven centuries of servitude? No. I'll stick with my delightfully short few decades. Take my scars and my gold. Wish my kids good luck. And they can kiss me off to sleep. Like your kids would kiss you. Too ugly and too mean. Well... Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you definitely get the feeling that this Dragon's First movement is a big political topic for the city. Um, there, you do also catch note of a of the primary museum in uh, in the heart of. Um, well, there's, there's actually a museum district where there are uh, many uh, museums. The Museum of Traditional Scales, the um, Modern Dragon Museum, the Dragoheim. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a whole district. A lot, a lot of museums. So. I Gris appreciate the alliteration to Guggenheim. Thank you. I did my best. <laughs> I did my best. Um, yeah, I tried natural history and, and modern art. Uh, so I, I... Those are the three I can name. And the Met. And that's just the still Met. called the Met. They're, yeah. The Tracopolitan. That, I don't know. You guys make the puns work. Uh, you fix. You fix. Uh, <laughs> Grizz, your food is delicious. Everybody enjoys it. Uh, gets a gets a solid buzz going. Um, people suggest you go into town. You'll you'll make more money there. But you also you get a feeling that today's big um, rush and big bump is partly from being just sort of a new place in in town and a place that does a pretty good job of cooking uh, traditional scale born fare um, it definitely has a it's like the the Thai food of um, of dragon people right kobolds are it's a little more I'm gonna say less elevated, more home, hometown, down home, cobalt cooking. 
mixed with a little elevated with with um, with that that particular type of flair. Um, so yeah, it, it is very well received. Very well received the the whole way through. Um, is there a signature part to the uh, to the cooking that you you uh, do, Grizz? That you are particularly fond of? Uh, I think Grizz uh, probably made dragons. Took the two goats and made dragon spice goat sausage. Okay, just as an experiment. Just yeah. Nobody wants to see how it gets made, but no. damn, is it good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I, vo- I volunteer to taste test. <laughs> there you go. Uh, just like the pretty much like a hot mama spiced bratwurst. Mm-hmm. It was hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it is. It's a good and successful day. Um, Sirach, on your history check, or uh, for for dragons, takes you a chunk of the day, but you do piece together that um, silver dragons of renown and repute make their home in clouds. Make their set their layers in clouds. Okay. Cool. Silver dragon. Writing that down, sorry. As you guys have wrapped your day, you have the opportunity to regroup and regather and and talk with each other. What would you like to do? I would like to tell everybody about some of the conversations I'd heard. Like that conversation that I'd heard regarding um, the dragon's first movement. Because that's obviously clearly important. It seems to be a growing movement. I'd also like to talk about the museum district. Now that you mention it, uh, this nice old little gnome that I was playing some chess with earlier mentioned something about that dragon's first movement. Yeah, there was uh, two of the workers. One seemed to be a green worker and one a white worker. Uh, did not have nice things to say about it. They mentioned a particular district where it was getting much harder to just shop. Hmm. Like, more dangerous in general. So aside from that being, you know, something big here in the city, it could also be a problem for us just maneuvering about. So I, I definitely would like to get the idea of where that is. Yeah, maybe if they got some kind of, I don't know, some kind of symbol or logo to kind of identify them easier. Might make it a bit quicker to not get in the way. Yeah, that's kind of what I prefer. Also on the note of the... Um, the museum i was thinking a museum or something like that might be exactly where we need to look for uh that shard piece what did you guys think it's not a bad thought i mean i could be completely wrong and it could be in somebody's bathtub but just throwing it out there 
So, speaking of the shard piece, um, when I went uh, inside to the city, I happened to get a, a feeling of the shard piece, and I wasn't getting like a north, south, east, and west. I was, I was getting an up. You mean like up in the sky? Yeah, like just up. Huh. So there's a there's a chance it might be. Well, there's a chance it might just be up. Well, do you know if it was like just straight up from where we are? Or was it kind of like at an angle, like a 24, 25 degree? I mean, just try to get out there a bit. So from where I was in the central station, it was exactly. Cody? You pointed out. Um, make a survival check with advantage. Survival with advantage. Ooh, that's pretty. 25 on the first. And 19 on the second. So 25. Okay. There is a particular cluster of clouds that and they, you nobody really paid a lot of attention to. Very high, thick, fluffy, cumulonimbus clouds. And while they have changed shape a bit and drifted, they have maintained their orientation with each other and you are pretty convinced that those clouds are where maybe not where the the piece is probably there feels like um but at the very least those are the clouds where um where things are living Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's mostly cloud giants that live actually on clouds, but because uh, silver dragons are such good, uh, they're very friendly. And they make a lot of friends. And so, and they like living in the cold up high. So, yeah. You also get the feeling it is, I mean, it's a hell of a power play. To, to, <laughs> to have a whole dragon city and be like I'm going to build my house on top of it on top of all of it y- yeah you're not wrong right that's what we saw so, flying around earlier was just them swinging their dicks <laughs> it wasn't even them it was just straight net, just yeah, hanging um so I'll, I'll uh, share that information uh, about the clouds that aren't moving and um, about how I heard that that's where the silver dragons, the uh, platinum dragons, live. Silver. Silver, yes. Silver. No and uh, that's, uh, that's kind of where it was coming from up there with the platinum dragons. Well, that narrows that down then. I guess that leads to another question, because you have a pretty easy answer for yourself, but how do we make it up to the clouds? I mean, I've been studying the uh, the traffic patterns here in the sky, and I don't even think I'd have an easy time. I think, like, past a certain level, I would get, I mean, whatever, whatever this place is equivalent of getting pulled over is, but I, I'd get pulled over. 
So we need to make friends with the Silver Dragon then. Yes. I think we need to rework our menu to be more in line with us. Specifically, a Silver Dragon's palette. See if we can earn ourselves an invite. Silver Dragon, huh? Hmm. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Tailor right. the menu a little bit, and then I think it was mentioned hidden farther into town. Make more money, probably more powerful friends. Is bacon ice cream a thing we can make? Did you say bacon ice cream? Well, yeah, it's meat, but also cold. That works, right? I don't care if I have to pull another old nicer. We're going to make this work. Chris, <laughs> you need to sleep. I'm thinking like a bourbon maple ice cream with bacon. Sleeps for the week. I'll make the coffee. I just hear Grizz going, you son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch, I'm in. Greg goes back to washing blood off of Thosin's apron. He got a bib. He's gonna need a new one. Uh, Is there anything else you guys would like to do before turning in for the night? Bail out up all night trying to make bourbon make maple bacon ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, make me a uh, make me a a, in, a culinary check, uh, intelligence based this time though. That's twenty two again. Hey, all right, yeah, yeah. You get the feeling you you've got a good solid base. Um, you think y- it's not consistent yet. But it's good. When it comes out right, it comes out real right. Yeah. The only other thing I would probably do is double check where we have that scale armor and that draconic cloak. If it's in one of the bags. It can be in whichever bag you want it to be in. And you make sure that it is there. Just let me know where you want to put it. Because I think Stitch has the haversack and who has the bag of holding? It's a ride. Okay. Awesome. So, you guys turn in for the evening. Um, it is a city that you get the feeling rarely sleeps. It's only in the weeest hours of the morning, the pre-dawn, when peace, or something close to it, settles over the town of Draconopolis. Work begins early in the morning. The lightning rails crack to life with a thunderous boom. And the day begins again. You all have gathered up your supplies and prepped for a travel into the town. Taking the cart, the food truck in is going to be half your day, right? Takes a while to get in. There's traffic. There's patterns. There's roadblocks. There's road work. Um, As you guys are doing that, why don't you all make me 
perception checks. Fourteen. Nineteen Seven for me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Eleven. And twenty-one. What did you get, Chris? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Eleven, eleven, nineteen, thirteen, twenty-one. Okay. Um, as you guys are making your way throughout the city, you are, in fact, able to identify um, certain markers that um, seem to be dictating a chunk of the flow of traffic. There are... Um, graffiti marks of or just legitimate markings of either like claws having been cut into a building or of uh, like on the corners like fang bites, deep fang bites or uh, graffiti to that effect. And these seem to denote the more dangerous to the small folk uh, neighborhoods. You make your way into the heart of Draconopolis. It's buildings stretching into the sky. The district where the museums uh, lie, they, they spread out, sprawling. Each of these buildings is massive. They are larger than castles that many of you have seen. These are buildings for dragons, full-grown adult dragons to casually walk through. Two by two, at the very least. They are... They are built for their comfort. And like mice living under their feet, the small races have adjusted and made... carved a very good niche for them out for themselves right wherever there are dragon sized steps or just a just a huge ledge because you're assumed to be able to fly the 40 feet in one step in one hop right um small folk have carved staircases and ladders into the edges small enough that they're handrails or um, embellishments to the dragons to the medium creatures they are functional you don't see many giants the one or two that you do are working as sort of doormen for dragon high rises The rest of the races are fairly common. Less dwarves than would normally be in a city. 
Grizz, you stand out more than just your bald pate and clean face. Tieflings? I think after... Go ahead. I, was say, I think after the first, like, couple odd glances, I think Grids stays in the cart for the most part as it travels along. Um, the interest taken in you doesn't seem to be threatening. Okay. It is a, you are a curiosity, but you are not, you are not seen. No, nobody hides their children, right? No, no, there are no okay. snarls in your direction. Um, okay, in that case, never mind. Yeah. I'll see the bald dwarf that's in town? Fuck no, what? That's weird. <laughs> exactly. Um, you, ca- you guys cause a bigger stir among the, the medium-sized races than you do among the dragons, uh, for sure. The medium-sized races, you, you don't wear dragon iconography. You're in the heart of the city. You are outsiders. They're not malicious towards you. But there's definitely a, huh, you, you are sort of the circus that has come to town. Um, it is 1040. If you guys have something specific you would like to accomplish before the end of our evening tonight, I am happy to do so. Um, I don't want to start anything too big because we are, we are near the end of the night. And, um, yeah. Is there anything you guys would like to do? I just want to say I heard Fable squeal when you said we are the circus that's come to town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one thing I'd be a little curious to do. Uh, Definitely see what kinds of wares the shops have. I mean, not necessarily looking specifically for like a magic shop or weapon shop, but just what kind of shops are here? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's definitely, um, there's dragon shops. There are civilized races shops. And then there are the, um, we carry it all shops. Um, the dragon shops are refined. There is no dragon Walmart. There is, there is, you know. Play dragon target? No, yeah, there, there, there's the, you know, Gucci by dragon, uh, but, but there is no, there is no com, common thread, right? Um, there are, there are no base clothes for dragons. You are resplendent or you are scaled. That is it. There's, there's no middle class there. Um, so the dragon shops are fewer in number, grander in scale, in presentation, and in delivery. All of their things are custom made for each individual dragon. It is refined is the is the best word for any and all of it. 
there are certain dragon shops that um, cater to a variety of flavors. Some that keep uh, you recognize Tauroth, uh, the naturalistic nature of like wood elven fashion, blending in tree and leaf motifs into draconic uh, capes and cloaks and uh, bangles and, and cuffs and things along those lines. Um, so there's a, a variety in the fashioning style of them. But yeah, the dragon shops are, are they also take up what you would consider like a block, right? One for just the creature's size, but two for the wide variety. And inside the dragon shops, you can see there's actually, they're kind of domed. They're, they remind you of Ares, Ares, places where birds get to float around. Big bird cages with glass aviaries. tops. Aviaries. Thank you. No um, I'm a bird. I have to know these things. I know, and I appreciate you for doing <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so they, they, they leap and float and f not flit, but it is very vertical. Um, the smaller shops are what you have come to expect but smaller and more focused. Here, there's an axe shop. He got axes. He's, 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 it's, it's sort of like, um, they're more like pop-up stalls or like, um, mall shops that are in, in sort of size and also sort of, some of them are, are just very narrow, right? This is what I got. You want it? You can have it. You don't want it? Move on. Right? Um, a lot of tools. Lot of lot of that. Um, it is the dual shops that you get the feeling um, is where dragons go to deck themselves and their uh, employees in matching styles. Those would be the places where uh, a medium-sized creature like you would probably get magical items. Not to say that there isn't alchemists and scribes and, and probably a magic shop here and there, but it, unlike the other major cities that you have been in where there's like a trader and you can go in there and get kind of anything you want um, or some pretty large shops, that's, that's not it here. If you wanted arrows and a bow, you're probably going to two places. They might be next to each other, but he's, he's only got room for bows. He ain't got room for arrows. Right, right. Yeah, only other thing I would look for... I know this might be a little bit of a risk, but are there any slightly shadier shops? Like a black market, as it were. Ooh. Um, make an investigation check. Nineteen. You hear rumors of it. There are. But people won't talk to you about it. You're not quite sure why. Yeah, I wouldn't press it much further than that. You know it exists. You know it exists. 
you also know it's a very well kept secret. You 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 put in some good work today. And you know any other town, you'd probably be able to find it. Whatever's going on here, they are very tight lipped. And just kind of thinking out loud, that tells me it might not be dragon friendly. So the dragon's first movement might not be too fond of it if they know about it. A good assumption, but you don't quite have the evidence for it yet. But again, a very good assumption. Anything else, guys? I would like... Megan, Kez, Eric, and Andrew, like each of you to roll me a d20. Add your best mental stat to it. Nineteen. Does charisma count as mental? Yes. At 20 for 23. Dirty 20. Try again, but... I hit it. Uh, Oh, I want to take that. That's not it, though. It was uh, 9 plus 3 for 12. Okay. Okay. Natural 20 for 23, 19, and... I'm sorry, Treasure, what was yours? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. You guys pick up a couple of other pieces of information for you to um, to work through to next week. You can decide how you want to go about it. Uh, Treasure, you find out that there is a um, a push at the Dragonheim Museum uh, to get the most illustrious uh, citizens of Draconopolis to donate great pieces of art. Uh, specifically that does or magical items of of power and interest historical value Um, you are almost 100% positive that includes the cloudborn um, cloudborn dragons that are there Uh, Saride you hear of a um Dragon Chess Invitational in the coming weekend uh, for, for where uh, even the small folk are allowed to participate. Oh, yes. And uh, Grizz, you get a compliment. Um, there is a... There's definitely uh, one of the workers of a of a white dragon um, sort of pulls you to the side and is uh, and kind of asks um, if you or if the the kobold is really responsible for for the food he's the uh, executive chef but uh I'm the one with the knife. 
and he sort of nods in, in understanding. Um, you get the feeling he, he doesn't get the recognition he thinks he deserves either. Um, but works for a very illustrious cold-blooded worm that I think might want to make a very generous offer on your services. So I'm going to leave this contact information with you. We will be in touch. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed your meal. So, you guys each have sort of an in into next week's uh, bit of adventure. Um, Next week, we will get to the clouds and and have a good time with Serac. Uh, we may do next week, depending on how frisky I am feeling, uh, we may do something similar to what we did on Die last week, where you, we start in media res and then flash back to see how we got there. Um, so just have, be thinking about it. Be thinking about fun things. Any questions before we go? Awesome. I had a great night, guys. I hope you did, too. Hope everybody... Super great night. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm hoping everybody in the chat had a wonderful time as well. Um, We are going to say goodnight. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. We are going to see you next time. But until then, be cool.